Welcome to the Food Service for Thought podcast, the podcast connecting the food service industry. Food Service for Thought podcast is produced by Forbes Hebron Wallace, a manufacturer's rep serving Texas and Oklahoma since 1986. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Food Service for Thought podcast. This is Justin along with Carrie. Carrie, good morning. How's everything going? Good morning. It's great. There's no um, dreary, yucky weather today. What about you guys? Uh, we are. We are in the middle of the dog days of a Texas winter here. It's uh, it's going to be a high of 40, and um, <laughs> it's gray skies, and it's basically what we've been looking at for the last couple of weeks. So I am, I'm ready for the the warm weather until it's July and it's 105 for nine days in a row, and then I'm then I'm not ready for it. Anymore. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Well, Justin. We have a, a cool guest with us, and I am so excited to ask her some of our questions. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here. It is wonderful to have you join us, and I really am excited about uh, to learn about the Tag and Bag team. So thanks for joining us and taking the time. Yeah, well, thanks for having me this morning. It's, uh, it's a pleasure to be here. So, you know, I was trying to explain to Justin a little bit about um, the Tag and Bag team. Justin is, uh, as you know, he's in Dallas and he gets to visit with the stores there, but that's never really come up. So um, what we know is what we've read on social media. So can you tell us, one, I want to know how you guys came up with uh, the concept at all. And, and then what is it? What is the tag and back team at ASMART? Okay, no. Um, it's it's not a program that a lot of people know about, so the fact that you guys are unaware is pretty normal for us. Uh, the tag and bag team was originally outsourced um, back in 94, 95, somewhere around there. We had the Community Learning Center, which is um, an organization that would take some jobs and have the individuals who have intellectual disabilities are the employees in these different organizations. And so they would tag and bag some of our merchandise. Well, uh, through the Community Learning Center, we grew too much. We had too much demand. So rather than having to truck over a bunch of product and then have to wait for them to get get it done, tagged with price tags, we instead decided to bring it in-house. And so in 1995, we started our own tag and bag team. And so the some of the original employees who were with us back in 95 are still with us today. Um, Matthew has been with us from the very beginning. Jennifer is still here, and Jennifer started with us in 1996. So um, we have some longevity working with these associates who um, have helped us really be able to break case quantities and instead sell single packs. And so they help us by putting barcodes on those items so that they scan in our stores. So they're really valuable team members there. And are they, are they in, like where, geographically, where do they work from? 
No, that's a great question. So they are part of our distribution center team. And when they used to be here at our corporate office before we moved our distribution center out to Shirts, But now, with, since we moved there in, I guess, April of 2018, they have been housed out of our Shirts distribution center. And so their space doubled in size, which means that now their output has essentially doubled. Um, and they are incredibly valuable. You know, we we sell items like aprons, and each apron comes individually wrapped, and so they have to unwrap it. They put a price tag on it, you know, one of the little hanging tags or clothing tags that you would see if you were at a retail clothing store, and then they rebag it, and then they send it to our store so that they can be put on display. Or, you know, foil pans. You know, every caterer's dream is to buy stock in foil pans, and so our tag and bag team, they put those price tags on each one of those foil pans so that when customers come into our stores, they're able to buy one or two and not have to buy the entire case. That's really neat. That's that, that's great. And honestly, is and being out on the street every day and and interacting with customers, um, that's a really valuable thing to have because you're exactly right. A lot of customers say like, I don't need a pallet of aprons. I, I need three. And so to be able to have that um, trans translate into the stores, uh, I think is is really cool. Yeah. Well, you know, this team of individuals, I think. You know, we, we recently hired a new one. We have a team of 10 now. And um, our newest hire, she came on board a couple of weeks ago. But again, we have employees from three weeks into, into the team all the way back to, what is that, 25 years ago, um, back in 95. So we're, we're truly blessed uh, when, you know, when we moved out to Shirts, we kind of hit some obstacles as far as public transportation goes for this population um, because many of them don't drive. And as a result, uh, we were we had to do some creative problem solving as a company to figure out, okay, we've moved our facility out to Shirts, so how are we going to help continue to support them and have them work for us? And so we bought a van and one of our distribution center employees, he picks them up each morning from our corporate office, which is where they used to be housed, and then drives them out to shirts and then brings them back midday so that their public transportation can come get them. And um, that's been a true blessing to all of us, especially those of us in the corporate office, because there's nothing like getting to see these guys and they say good morning and they walk around and they know everybody's name and they're, they're an integral part of, of ASMART's success and true members of our team. Well, and I imagine that, you know, especially since some of them have been with uh, you guys on the Tag and Back team for 25 years plus, that they're family at this point and uh, kind of a bright, smiley way to start the day. If they had just been going straight to shirts, y'all would be missing that. Yeah, exactly. So it definitely is um, a, a really great way to start our day. And Carrie, you said something about them being family. Well, uh, three of them are family to current employees. So my brother works out in Tag and Bag and has been working in Tag and Bag for 
goodness, 16 years or something like that. And then our VP of shared services, he's, he's our controller, he oversees all of our finances. His son also has worked in tag and bag for a long time. And then we have another distribution center associate, her nephew works in the tag and bag. So yes, they've been around for 25 years. Yes, they feel like family, but some of them really are family as well. That's awesome. Yeah, I've met Cody. He's he's nice. That's he's great. fun. Yeah, I've got to meet him a few times. He sure yeah. is. Um, so, you guys just recently celebrated a milestone. Um, share that with us and and tell us what. Well, first of all, what the milestone was. Why was it such a big deal, and how did y'all celebrate? Yeah, so I think I need to give you a little bit of history. Um, ASMART, you know, has had the tag and bag team for a while, but it wasn't until a couple of years ago that we brought in a job coach to oversee this team who had a gifted skill set in working with individuals who have intellectual disabilities. She is the reason why we even started measuring their output. And so be, in order to help them transition from the San Antonio location out to shirts, she created this contest. And because she um, said, well, you know what, let's, let's count, let's see how long it takes us to get one million items tagged in bag. And so, you know, they're not just in there, you know, tagging items. She also helped them learn, you know, work on their, their basic skills, you know, work on their math, work on their reading, adding, using calculators. So they were responsible for tracking how much product they touched on a daily basis. And then as a team, they had a leaderboard. And so they would calculate how many items as a team they, they counted, how many items as individuals they counted and tagged and bagged and touched and moved. And so after one, it was just under a year, we were able to hit a million items tagged and bagged and so that was really cool for us to have that accomplishment we celebrated with a pizza party I mean it was they came out to the store so that they could all see where their products go um, because some of them have been working in tag and bag for a long time and had never visited one of our stores so they got to do a tour so they saw how the aprons are displayed and how the foil pans are displayed so that they're able to see like once it leaves their room they see what the customers see. And so that was really neat. Well, that job coach, she moved on to another organization and we were blessed to hire on a special ed certified teacher. He was also a principal but had retired, but he had years of experience working in special education. So he came on board and said, well, we need to teach them some technology as well. We're not just going to do this pen and paper math. Let's introduce some spreadsheets. So he has really helped them develop additional skills using technology and in six months that team hit or maybe it was seven months sorry maybe a little exaggerating with a six so seven months they were able to hit another million items so that was a record breaker for us is here they were hitting a million items in a year, but now they were able to accomplish that in seven months. And it's really because of the job coach skills that we've been able to hire and, and really just develop this team into a successful production team. I have goosebumps. I, I, I think we should, yeah, yeah you know, we, cool. we, I, 
we believe that you should celebrate everything. If we could celebrate, I mean, not everything, but, but, but things like this in an organization and you guys are a family owned business. We're, you know, a family environment at Forbes, Hever and Wallace. And, um, I mean, you know, we like our paychecks. We do. But really what's important is that interaction with one another and the history and watching us grow and watching, um, celebrating accomplishments, especially accomplishments that are team accomplishments. And it's, it's hard, you know, for us, we're all in different cities and we rarely get to be in one place at the same time. But even for you guys, you know, tag and bag team is in shirts and that's great, but you guys have gone out of your way, one, to have some measurable goals or smart goals for them to reach. And then I assume you're including the whole company and they're celebrating along with the tag and back. Absolutely. It is definitely a team effort, um, especially here in San Antonio. Uh, Some of the Houston and Dallas and Austin teams don't necessarily have the same affinity that we do here because they worked in this building with us. But you better believe it. We were celebrating them in our internal communication. We were blasting it out, making sure everybody knew that this was a huge accomplishment. And so it's definitely celebration worthy at ASMART. Justin, I love that, um, you know, your customers at your ASMART stores and Lindsay and Hoyt's customers and James and Wendy's customers at the San Antonio and Austin stores are going to get to hear this interview with Stephanie and um, hear the passion and love in her voice. That's that's cool. Oh, Absolutely. I think one one thing you mentioned, Stephanie, that I thought was really interesting was that that you brought everyone to the stores uh, so they could actually see the products on display and see the work. And I think that's something in our, our industry and really in any industry that you can sort of get, it gets lost uh, that you spend all this time working on a project or you spend all this time developing something and then it goes out into the world, but you're so focused on onto the next project that you don't get to see the the results of it. And I think to be able to have that, the sense of pride that you can have not only as an individual contributor, but as part of a team and then as part of a family organization, I think speaks volumes. And to me, that just sort of like re-energizes and, and, um, uh, puts like, so to speak, like reinvest the, the energy back into, to the people and to the group. Uh, so I, I think that's really cool that you're able to do that. Thanks, Justin. You know, one of the other things we started doing in the last six months was, you know, Jennifer, she's been with us since 96. Well, she asked, she said, you know, is it possible for me to go work in a store? And so we worked with one of our store managers here in San Antonio and he said, absolutely. So now we have three different members of our tag and bag team who come over to our Austin Highway store and they do carry outs every day. They help stock the shelves. They they are now also a part of that store team and, and it's a way for them to continue to develop their skills. And we believe that, you know, if you expect more they will produce more, just like any other population of employees that any company has. And they continue to exceed our expectations, and it's definitely a, a group that I am personally proud to see the progress that they continue to make. So it's it's a lot of fun to watch them grow. 
So I'm guessing that it's not all rainbows and sunshine. Are there some challenges that you're willing to share? Uh, of course. You know, I briefly mentioned the transportation issue. And transportation is going to be an issue no matter what city you're in because there are services that are limited um, getting people places. So uh, that's definitely one challenge that we faced. Uh, the other challenge, uh, or another challenge that we faced is the need for consistency. Um, this is a population of people who thrive with repetition. And because of that, you've got to make sure you have enough product that's going to fill their day. And, you know, sometimes product comes in and we're busy for days on end. And then sometimes there's a delay or a truck comes in or doesn't come in when it's supposed to. And so then we've got a team of people who don't have a whole lot to do. So it's all about being very prepared. Uh, Richard, who's our job coach out there now, he is absolutely amazing and he will help them develop other skills. Um, we, we have one young man who he's been with us for almost 20 years. He gives a presentation during our A-Smart Academy each year and kind of showcases what Tag and Bag does from his perspective. And so Richard has helped Eric develop that skill set and, and build his, his present presentation skills. So, you know, we, he has to, Richard has to be very flexible and be able to work on the fly a little bit. Um, so that can be complicated when you have a room of 10 people who are expecting you to keep them busy and then all of a sudden you don't have enough product to stay busy. So that's a challenge. Um, yeah, I'm going to tell you that that's, that's about it on the challenges. It, they are a delightful team. Um, well, I guess scheduling could also be considered a challenge. They, um, they don't work 40-hour weeks. And so based on government supplemental income, they can only work part-time. So as a result, their shift is roughly nine to two, and they get a lunch each day, and so that, that shift limits their opportunity for production as well. Um, but it also allows us the opportunity to have two shifts. So we have a morning shift and an afternoon shift, and so it's, you know, with every, with every con, there's a, there could be a pro. It just depends on how you look at it. So those have been the, the major challenges. Um, Accuracy can sometimes be an issue if reading skills aren't a strength of an employee and they have a box of product that they are supposed to be putting a tag on. That individual may not recognize that the tag that was put in front of them to sticker is the wrong tag. So there could be product that gets tagged with incorrect barcodes. And so that's a reality that we, that we deal with on, a, on an occasional basis. Um, and that's where Richard usually is amazing at making sure that all the products and the tags line up. But if there's some kind of glitch or somehow the tags got crossed, um, we've seen results where accuracy could be an issue. Which I get. But, I mean, you know, I know, um, I mean, that's just with any employees. We'll have a new employee learning you know, auto quotes or learning a manufacturer or the, the factory considers this a part, but this isn't a part or these kinds of things that, you know, you just cannot document all of this. And, and so we have the same issues. Gosh, I mean, 
Justin, you know, I haven't, I haven't been sleeping so great for a little while. And, and I can think of three instances where I had major inaccurate issues. So. Yeah. The most recent one for me is putting the coffee creamer in the pantry instead of the refrigerator. Ouch. But that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Yeah. So. Stephanie, it sounds like, um, you and, and Richard and the rest of the team have really come up with some, some creative and Carrie used the word passionate before. Uh, passionate ways to to find some workarounds with some of the challenges, especially with with the transportation. And I loved how when that became a po- possible barrier, that it wasn't just well, okay, it was a nice run while it lasted. That you guys immediately went to you know we need to figure out how to make this work. And I, I think that's really inspiring and and really neat to see uh, that the whole the, the whole company can get get behind something like this and uh, work to keep it moving forward all the time. That's really, really neat, really inspiring. Thank you. Do, do, um, well, so knowing, you know, our industry, the food service industry, the way you do, what types of positions do you think, um, might be filled by differently abled team members in other areas, not just, uh, and maybe, you know, other dealers certainly. And, and I know other dealers in our territory, have charities that are close to them, but I don't think they have programs that isn't a charity, but actually a, a give and take, just an employer-employee relationship that does require a little bit more of you, but but not that much more. And, um, it, you know, you've got these valuable team members. So if you were encouraging some people in our industry what kinds of positions would you think they might consider? Yeah, I definitely think that in a restaurant, for instance, um, having someone who could bus tables, this population of people would be excellent to fill a busser role and or a dishwasher role. You know, those, those jobs that have a lot of repetition. Um, caterers, perhaps, if they were trying to wrap silverware in napkins instead of buying the previously bundled set, you know, that's a job skill that this population can do. Uh, We're trying something out that's a little differently in our corporate office, and we have a young lady who is helping process POs. Um, Her she has some social disorders. And so as a result, she doesn't work well in teams, but she comes in and she processes POs all, you know, for her four hour shift every day. Um, so even in accounting side or PO processing, there, there are different roles that people with intellectual disabilities or social disorders can assist with. And, um, you know, we're, it's it's just about thinking a little differently. So what are those tasks that come up every single day that are that require repetition, that require someone to be trained well, but should be a relatively independent role? Um, that's a great responsibility. Sweeping the floors, wiping down tables, all of those are great responsibilities for, for individuals with intellectual disabilities. So do you guys sit around and, and purposefully look at the processes and procedures throughout um, you know, the corporate office and the shirts location for different things that you might be able to open that position up to um, you know, somebody who is differently abled? You know, the the fact that we have the young lady in our or on our accounting team right now, that was because, and this is kind of a crazy story, um, we recently partnered with a school district here 
um, in the shirts area. And we hired a student who was graduating from the Shirts Cibolo Universal City ISD. And he became a tag and bag team member. Well, his dad is a professor at a local community college. And this young lady was in the program where he works. And so he reached out to us and said, hey, she needs an internship in order to graduate with her associate's degree. Do you guys think that you could help her out? And so we looked internally. I got with a couple of our different departments. And as a result, we're able to create a position for them or for this young lady so that she's able to earn credit, still contribute, you know, take off some responsibility of other people. And, and it's been a success so far. Now, I can't um, I can't say it's all rainbows and sunshine again. There were some errors that occurred and there were some inaccuracies, but again, it could have been with anybody else who we hired to do this. So for us, it was just a win and um, we do look for ways that we can connect with our community when possible. Like, like are there other partnerships that you guys have with other maybe outreach or schools or anything like that? So in, um, right now we are a job site for the Shirts Cibolo Universal City ISD. And so what that means is they have a transition program. And so when their students who are in special education move from high school into this transition program, their focus is to develop job skills for them and to help them to become contributing members of society. So we have partnered with them and every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon, they bring over a group of students to learn the tag and bag skills. And so they're in our distribution center for about an hour and a half each day, so it's not a long stretch of time, but this is also a pipeline for us. So if one of those students speaks up and says, hey, this is really great, I could do this more, then we, we move into an internship experience and that individual is able to work a little bit longer shift, maybe a couple of days a week instead of just one or two days a week, and then we can see if it's the right fit and, and bring that person on board. So, so that school opportunity has been huge for us and and that partnership you know gives them another opportunity to expose their students to different career fields and then we're also able to benefit because they help us and and they're they're part of the team they get name tags and they work in the room and they celebrate when we hit milestones and and it just it gives them a sense of what it means to be part of a team and outside of their school well, I, I, I mean, when we talked before, you know, preparing for the interview, I, I, I just love it. I was telling Justin, you know, originally what we were considering talking about. And this is so much, it's, it's not, I don't want to compare the two subjects, one being more interesting or not. But what I love about it or and what I love about it is the you know, in food service, and Justin may feel differently, but in food service, you know, we're not brain surgeons. I know some of our customers will freak out about a purchase order not being there on time, like it is brain surgery, but we're not doing brain surgery. And sometimes, um, you know, when things are just super busy and you're just going from one thing to the next, and, and those moments when you go, what is it all about? This is really 
really lovely because it's a way to have a commerce profit driven business. And I imagine as a family owned business, um, you know, I, I know a lot of your employees and I know a lot of them have been there for so long that they're family, but this is something that is beyond work that kind of overlaps the, you know, your social responsibility, um, with, you know, makes things a little bit, I would think anyway, more fulfilling and, um, purpose-driven, I guess might be a, you know, a thing to say, which I would think is right up your alley since you were a middle school teacher for 10 years. I don't know how you did that. We can talk about that sometime, but, um, <laughs> you, you know, um, <laughs> I, I don't know. That's just, that, that's just a big deal to me. I, I would, um, I would love to do, something, you know, I don't know along these lines or something at Forbes here in Wallace. It, it is difficult because, you know, I can, you know, there's three of us in the Houston office and then five people there in the Dallas office. And, but anyway, I, I hope that people listening to this, no matter where they are in the industry, it, it just gets the wheels turning a little bit and they do some research. And um, I, I would say if, anybody has questions, you know, they could email me or Justin or give us a call and maybe we could pass those on to you if they do. Um, if that's something. Absolutely. Well, Carrie, I would also like to suggest that if, if someone is interested in pursuing an avenue where perhaps employing someone with an intellectual disability is an option, that there are, you know, here in Texas, we have the Texas Workforce Commission where they have a unique division that specializes with people with disabilities. And there are even some tax breaks that can occur if you hire someone through the Texas Workforce Commission, especially under that disability umbrella. And so as an employer, there are some incentives with that. That's brilliant. Yeah, thanks for sharing that. I didn't know that the Texas workforce had anything set up like that at all. I had no idea. Yeah, well, and then even local organizations like your local Special Olympics office, they're going to have resources to help connect employers. So there are a lot of opportunities for employers to, to connect to their community and, and to pursue opportunities like this as well. Well, I'm so happy that you had time to talk to us about this. And I, you know what's going to happen. Justin, we're going to hang up and be talking about it and then have a million questions. We're like, oh, my God, we should ask her that. Yeah. Let's, let's exactly. do the fire the board questions unless I missed something that you wanted to ask. No, no, no. You, you hit it all. And I think that, that was great. A lot of great information. So thank you again, uh, Stephanie, for sharing all that and, um, and for sitting down chatting with us. So the, to wrap things up here, the, the segment that we have final segment is called fire the board and fire the board is a term in restaurant world that sort of means everything that is still being uh, left out there to cook that needs to get finished up and sent out to the customer do it now and it usually means that there's a lot of stuff going on in the kitchen everybody's hair is on fire for a couple of minutes so in in that spirit we are going to ask you a series of rapid fire questions the goal here is really to to penetrate deeply (laughs) into your soul um, and Really, really get at the heart of Stephanie. So we'll we'll start things off. Uh, Carrie, would you would you do the honor of the Absolutely. first fire the board question? Stephanie, what is your favorite food? Uh, it's got to be a potato, fried, mashed, baked. It doesn't matter. Just about any form of it. But then there's also chocolate, and I have also been known to like. 
dip french fries in like a chocolate milkshake. So there's that. Okay, that is a brilliant combination. <laughs> Justin, if you've not done that, a crispy french fry <clears throat> and a chocolate milkshake is pretty much the most intellectual food you can have. Yeah. I, I couldn't See, agree so that, more. That is a house divided thing. <laughs> yeah, my wife loves that, and I I can't go near. I love both of them together. I love peanut butter and I love tuna fish. No, just no, not no, together, that's so. a different deal. But that's, that, that's interesting. Mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. All oh, right, okay, well so. we're gonna we'll do some yeah. uh, con- conversion therapy next time you're in town. I'm gonna duct tape you to a chair, and we're gonna have some French fries and chocolate milkshake. Be, be prepared. Yeah. Perfect. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that should be fun. Yeah. Great. Uh, next question. What are you binge watching right now? Oh, goodness. HGTV. It doesn't really matter. We're going through, we're about to start a home remodel project. And so I'm just giddy with any kind of kitchen remodel ideas. And so I love everything on HGTV. So are you a beer person or a wine person? Definitely wine. Red is my favorite, but there's nothing like a good, cool, crisp white wine in the summertime. Yes. Yeah. All right. I like it. And on that note of enjoying a nice beverage in warm weather, what is your favorite vacation spot? Okay. So me, I like all things Disney, um, Disneyland, Disney World, Disney Cruise, doesn't matter. Um, But if it's with my husband, it's got to be on the lake. And don't get me wrong. My husband goes to Disney with us too. It's just not his favorite. But anything with a water experience, we have a boat, the kids ski. They love that. So lakeside is our like normal. So what's the last great or fun experience you had eating out? Oh, so here in San Antonio, we have a place called Myron's and they have the most delicious spinach au gratin. That is my favorite food um, at a restaurant. Uh, so I absolutely love it. And the our waiter actually convinced me to try Merlot with my dinner one night. And so he introduced me to a very inexpensive, can buy at HEB, bottle of Merlot that now is one of my go-tos. So that was a great experience for me. Well, yeah, I'll have to check that very out. Nice. I, I'm with you on the potato thing. So I'll put that on my when I'm there list. What is the last good book that you read or perhaps even listened to? Uh, I am an audiobook junkie. And so I listened to my first fiction book and it was called The Moonlit Garden. And that was really fun. I, I enjoyed getting lost in the kind of mystery suspense kind of book. So it was good. That's great. See, I like audiobooks too, but you can't see the pictures. So what's the point? <laughs> it's in your head. The pictures are in your head. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. No, he's not joking. Yeah. Sad to say. Well, uh, important, important question. Crunchy or smooth? Peanut oh, butter? crunchy. Every time. Yes. In the mornings or afternoons or evenings, I guess. Coffee or tea? Oh, coffee every morning, but not after noon because I won't sleep then. So um, what's the last sporting event that you attended? So... Uh, my son plays basketball, and so on Sundays we have basketball games. So this last Sunday we watched Tanner play. Um, but before that, it was the rodeo here in San Antonio, which was super fun, great entertainment, and I consider that a sport. I hope that's acceptable. It is a sport. Okay. Of course. Yes, lots of sports. Rodeos um, here in Houston now. And, um, yeah, the, I, I mean, if you're going to – chase around cows running around or get on top of a horse trying to throw you off. I mean, that's, that's a sporting event. I was say, if and bowling goes, is a sport, 
then I would feel like the rodeo <laughs> yeah. would classify. I know. Well, call out to Tanner. Go Tanner and Tanner's team. Last one. The song that you're embarrassed to admit that you listen to. Okay, so my daughter's seven, and we've been known to just play the Amazon Disney station and sing every song that comes up. So, you know, there are times when she's not in the car with me, and I'm still singing Let It Go. And, you know, they're, they're just to my core. I love them. So, Justin, do you and Stephanie want to duet? Well, so what I was just going to go. say is, I, I think uh, Stephanie is, it's like the, uh, the the Step Brothers movie. Did we just become best friends? Uh, because you mentioned Disney World. I love, love, love Disney World. And you just mentioned the Amazon Disney song. That is playing uh, every morning and every night. And uh, this morning we danced to the Hi-Ho song of the Seven Dwarfs uh, from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So That's Piper's new favorite that. song. And, uh, yeah, it's great. She loves Hi-Ho. And so she sings it all the time. Like she'll just be sitting there in her room playing and she's singing away. <laughs> Why did I not get to see this? Yeah. That should be the new song, the new theme song for our podcast, Carrie. We need to get the rights to that. Yes. It, ca- it can't cost more than 100 bucks, probably. Hi ho. Yeah. Hi ho. <laughs> Love it. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so much. So, so, so much. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for taking time out of your day to chat with us. And uh, Carrie, thank you. And Justin, thank you. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, So thank you to everybody for joining us, and we will be back in two weeks with another episode. Be sure to check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Have a great day. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everyone, for listening to the Food Service for Thought podcast with Carrie and Justin. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and really, even if you didn't, we'd really love it if you leave a positive comment on iTunes. At the very least, please give us a thumbs up, and be sure to check in for our next episode. Thanks again. Have a great day. Bye-bye.